This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, the mysterious hacker group Anonymous wears Guy Fox masks and claims to be working for the greater good, but are they really? Hank the Hacker tells us about his experience dealing with the group and what they want and why they love the masks in the first place, plus some amazing stories about people that do get up to no good. Are you okay with hat tricks? What about Christmas music lawsuits? And on the Millennial on the radio, Ryan O'Donnell, the birthday boy, rips his own generation a new one for ruining bagels for everybody. It's all on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. All right, before we get to Hank the Hacker, it's officially the 5th of November. Uh, Let's hit the clip. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Uh, That's from the movie L for Lego or something like that, or S for Sneaker. What is it? It's V V for Vendetta. V Ah, for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Fox Knight, it's not F-O-X, by the way, F-A-W-K-E-S, also known as Guy Fox Day, Bonfire Night, and Fireworks Night is an annual commemoration observed on November 5th, primarily in Great Britain, involving bonfires and fireworks and displays. Uh, in its history begins with the events of 5 November 1605, when Guy Fox, a member of the gunpowder plot, was arrested while guarding explosives the plotters had placed beneath the House of Lords. Catholic plotters had intended to assassinate the Protestant King James I, and his parliament, celebrating that the king had survived, people lit bonfires around London. Months later, the observance of 5 November Act mandated an annual public day of Thanksgiving for the plot's failure. Now, how does that translate into technology and hacking today? We'll find out. System breach. What just happened? Someone hacked me! All right, Hank the Hacker is here. Hank Fordham. While most people would like to have you believe that hackers are young men living in their mother's basements, drinking extra large soda Coca-Colas and have no girlfriends, the truth of the fact is, is they just have no girlfriends. They don't necessarily live in their mother's basements. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, Hank. The um, But it is true that there is quite the level of intelligence in history that bleeds forward. There's more going on than Roblox and and uh, Fortnite um, for you hackers um, with the history in this story. Tell me about it. You know, the, the origin of this isn't going to make, uh, make me sound much better, but... Um, and. <laughs> So the the origin of of anonymous and when we think of you know way back to when anonymous started it actually had no connection to Guy Fox at all and anonymous the hacking group yeah yeah so the the hacking group kind of started in around t- two thousand three on uh, like a forum called Four Chan and on Four Chan everyone who's posting their username is anonymous and so the idea was that everyone who's posting is kind of the same person um and when this became you know them realizing that they could do very powerful things as as a collective uh it just kind of 
you know, it kept snowballing and snowballing until in 2008, um, when people from Anonymous that were associating with Anonymous that wanted to go and march uh, to protest the, the Church of Scientology, they they decided to use the Guy Fox mask in order to go out and, and protect their identities when they were in public. And, uh, I you know, I think the scene from the movie where everyone was um, marching on, on Britain's streets, which is, of course, something that uh, that happens every 5th of November. There's usually people that go out and celebrate it. Um, I think that was kind of what inspired that, uh, if you will. But it, it did start with um, a bunch of people that just kind of hung out on a forum and in their their basements, I assume. So, <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Well, it is, it is an interesting story, and it's carried over. I mean, that mask, right? The... The anonymous mask has become, well, it's become folklore. It's become a great gag. We've seen it in movies, and it turns out that it actually is, it's quite the, I don't know if you want to say honor, but, I mean, people acknowledge each other with those masks, Hank. Absolutely, and and it's funny because in the hacker scene, um, especially for me, I, I used to be heavily associated with the Calgary Anonymous Hive Mind, and what we did was just helping the homeless events. We would hand out gift cards and, and safety kits in the winter for homeless. But um, after I went on Dr. Phil, I actually got this this beautiful ceramic mask. I'm holding it oh, up wow. into the camera to show you. But uh, it, someone handmade this mask and sent it to me in the mail. And I have no idea who sent it to this day. But it's it's funny because even in the hacker scene when there is no association whatsoever um it's you know it's it's funny that someone sent me a mask as kind of a a little gift and (laughs) it's neat i mean i mean they're i think that they kind of get a bad rap because it's anonymous and it's sort of Mm -hmm. the belief is screw big brother f the man but at the same time they have their own code of standards and they they go after the bad guys. So there's a little air of Robin Hood kind of to it. Um, not that they're stealing money and giving it to other people by any means, but, you know, making sure that that bad, they have the power to do things quickly um, without uh, a whole lot of oversight that organizations can't do. And so they will go and they'll just go shut things down if there's bad things happening. It's so... There's a little bit of Robin Hood, I think, is kind of the way to describe it. Is that how you would say it? Oh, yeah. And I mean, we've seen in the past, all the way in the last, like, I guess now two decades, um, there's been the good, the bad, and the truly ugly. And, and that's kind of the virtue or by virtue of how the group runs with really there's there's no hierarchy or um, or leadership in, in the organization, if you will. It's kind of just anyone can join in and these groups kind of form online over time and what you have is uh, sections so they're little sections and um, one really good example I like to use when I'm explaining like how ugly things got when it was kind of immature is lulsec or lizard squad Um, these were two different sections of anonymous that split off and became these two different hacking groups and what they were really aimed at doing was not just trolling uh, companies, but actually aiming at financial gain. 
And so in one case uh, where the PlayStation 3 was actually hacked in, I forget which, which year it was, but it was by a guy who went by the name of GeoHots. I think it was 2013. And they actually charged GeoHots. So Lizard Squad went and hacked Sony. And that was the year that we saw the PlayStation Network being hacked during Christmas time when uh, all these hackers were taking down the PlayStation Network and making it so no one could play the games online during Christmas. And in order to stop that attack, there was actually a file upload service that said, hey, we'll give you $300,000 worth of um, voucher keys for our service as long as you guys end the attack. Because they knew that their interest was financial, the hackers stopped the attack shortly they activated the keys and then they continued the attack on Sony networks. And so it was very interesting because while they claimed at one point to be associated with anonymous and have these, you know, it, to their agenda, ethical um, kind of goals in mind, it, it became very evident that they weren't ethical at all. And, and it was just trolling or financially motivated. Well, and that is what we see today when we look at corporations today and when mm -hmm. these ransom attacks happen and they lock out a business and they basically lock everybody out. You can't get your files. You can't do business today. Pay us the money. And the problem with paying the money doesn't mean they're going to do it. It's like you described there. They took the money, they activated the keys, and then they went and shut it all down again and yeah. kept going for more. And it, it, that's the thing is that's that extortion piece is that some people say that, oh, just give me the money, I'll leave you alone. But there's no real evidence that they're actually going to do that, right? That they, they they are going to leave you alone. And, I mean, if you follow Hollywood, Hollywood says they're always coming back looking for more. Something's going to happen. They're going to want more money. They've got access to your stuff. And and this is what's coming next. And this has taken over online, right? This kind of extortion. Oh, you couldn't be more right, and especially in terms of they're coming back for more. I, I think that's why a lot of, um, you know, the higher ups, I guess a lot of rules are being made now, a lot of policy around ransomware and how that incident response like process is handled in terms of, I guess, not just the negotiation. Um, companies used to kind of pay the ransom right away. And now it's kind of frowned upon to pay the ransom right away, not just because you're encouraging them to go on and hit the next company, but likely because they're going to leak that information on the deep web anyways. And mm. they may come back in the future, and they have come back in the future before, and said, if you don't pay us again, we'll just leak the information we got from you last time. Well, and isn't that the case, right? I mean, one of the things that happens in today's world is they can, they can access it two years ago. And, and not do anything about it. They could have, from what I've learned from you, is they could have some software, some sort of, you know, evil robot that goes out or hacks in and they've got access to you, but you're just low pick fruit, right? They've got bigger fish to fry. And so they can make more money off other people, but they'll get around to you eventually, right? You might be worth $50,000. This other guy's worth a million. So they'll go after the millions. But one day we'll come along where they'll be like, let's just go get some easy money. Who do we have access to? And that's what they will do. I mean, these are organized crime you know, or groups, right? Oh, absolutely. And and even when you go down to the unorganized, like, you know, just your basement scammer, I guess, if you will, 
it's it's still you could be a target even i could be a target just because of again like we've spoken about before with the connections that you have and and i think that uh just recently a day ago there's been um a potential compromise on one of the um lego services bricklink and it reminds me of that where the people who are attacking that have basically threatened Lego and said, if you don't pay us a small ransom, then we'll delete all of these other users' shops. And so they're basically, you know, while, while Lego is a pretty valuable target in terms of, of hackers, they're targeting them because of the people that are using that platform. And so people might target you because they can message your friends online and it automatically carries more rapport. Mm-hmm. Well, that really does beg the question about other things, right? Like um, Shopify, Amazon Web Services, PayPal, some of the bigger core functioning pieces of the internet, they must face this stuff all day, every day. Because what I mean, what a win it would be to get to be able to do. If you could get in and start deleting stores from Shopify, boy, oh boy, that would be quick, wouldn't it? You know, it, it's interesting how often hackers actually do target Shopify. And uh, like when I was younger and and kind of learning about cybersecurity on the forums, Shopify and, and platforms similar to that were one of the main places that hackers would go to start to sell some of their um, digital wares, if you would, or some of their digital content. Um, but these companies absolutely face that all the time. And especially I'm thinking of Amazon where they might even offer services like a storage service. Um, like Amazon has Amazon uh, buckets where it can actually store web content and hackers target that all the time, e- even just out of curiosity to see what they can see. Google Drive, iCloud. I mean, the list goes on and on, hey? It's a scary endeavor when you think about it. And I wanted to acknowledge some of the shift heads who have done some amazing things online. Miss Josie. Now, Miss Josie does have an IT background. So for her, it's not um, a big surprise to be super diligent. But when receiving some messages that seem strange from another shift head, basically asked, prove it. And asked to actually asked a, a skill testing question about the show. It was kind of great. And so I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> Josie. Um, now, Josie has a background in this, uh, not her first day, but what a great thing to do. And here's the cool part is that the other shift head who was not compromised, but was worried about being compromised, um, didn't complain when someone asked some basic questions, right? Yeah. And that part was different because I think that a couple of years ago before everyone became aware of this, we often would say, what are you talking about, man? Like, it's me. Don't be a jerk, right? We would be defensive. Oh, okay. Well, something's going on. They doubt that it's me. Let me prove it. And that's a, that's a big step for all of this to be able to see that happening. And we're lucky we see it on our Facebook group, but we're seeing it happen in real time and people are starting to challenge things a little bit. I couldn't agree more. And especially when Facebook and, and platforms like it are becoming such a big target for, for fraudsters, uh, it's it's especially important nowadays to take that extra step. And I used to say in my presentations, and and you know it's funny that you say a couple years ago when we were starting to really cap like realize the importance in cybersecurity and 
how much people were taking advantage of kind of, you know, targeting people online. Uh, I used to say it's, it's okay to say no. We like when, when someone is calling a company or doing, uh, like I used to do these ethical phishing engagements on a company and we would notice all the time that people tend to be scared to say no. Like they don't, they don't want to, um, inconvenience anyone or get in mm -hmm. trouble for breaking policy or yeah, look, uh, look slow stupid things too down. If wrong. Yeah. So they, you know, they, they tend not to say no. And, and nowadays I think things are starting to change a little bit. I think that people are a little bit more willing to say no. And, and, um, but I'm, I'm, I am impressed with how Josie handled that and made sure that, uh, and I love the skill testing thing as well. Mm -hmm. That's that. It's almost like multi-factor, but mm -hmm. just to make sure that who they're communicating with is a legitimate person and not just someone taking advantage of the fact that they follow uh, a certain Facebook page or they're friends with a certain person, for example. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I had it happen with a friend who sent a text and had uh, said, "Hey, man, what's happening?" And I'm like, "Who's this?" It's a new number, right? Who's this? And uh, he responded and said, oh, it's, you know, this person. And, and then on and on and on it went. And I'm like, yeah, but this isn't your phone number. What's going on? Oh, I just, is this not it? I Did I, I change my phone and blah, blah, blah. And it was doubtful. And then I, um, so I just said, I said, prove it. <laughs> and then I got a photo. And I got a photo that only I would know that that was a photo of that person. So I was like, all right, yeah, that's you. And I, what I happened was, right, had a work phone, had a business phone, and the two got tangled up and switched back, and, and it didn't migrate very well. Yeah. I was just going to say, I love the similarity of when I got contacted by Dr. Phil, they actually messaged um, our, our Calgary Anonymous page at the time, because we had a little Facebook page for Calgary Anonymous where uh, we would raise money for the, the helping the homeless events that we did, and they messaged us from like a really fake looking Facebook page asking for me. And uh, I, I can't remember how they proved it. They probably, I think they ended up emailing me, but it was the same thing. Like, you know, maybe it was a little bit different because there was someone claim contacting us claiming to be Dr. Phil, but uh, we had to ask them like, how are you going to prove that you're legitimate and that this is actually you know, the, a studio or a producer or, or Dr. Phil contacting us instead of just some scammer or something mm -hmm. like that. And how do you know my name? <laughs> yeah, right. And how do you know my name? That's not the way this is supposed to work. I'm a hacker. Um, but it's it's interesting, though, when you think about deep fakes today, if you look back at that Dr. Phil experience, it is possible for somebody to make a deep fake Dr. Phil now that says, oh, hey, Hank, <laughs> whatever Dr. Philly sound, right? And, uh, and make a video that looks like it. I mean, it's not beyond reason to think that somebody could do that now. No, it's not. And and I've actually dealt with cases before where people have had their voice faked. So if, uh, you know, me and you, for example, if you have a lot of, um, of like recording of your voice online, there actually is that potential for someone to take recordings of a voice and actually train a language model and create a, a deepfake. So with Dr. Phil, 
you can imagine it would be extremely easy because of the amount of content he has online to feed that into a training model and then have it spit out something easy, anything you want. And a really good example of this would be if you, if anyone goes on YouTube and you search for um, Obama deepfake or mm-hmm. like celebrity deep deepfake or something yeah. like that, there's quite a few really good ones out there that are pretty startling. Yeah, it's amazing stuff. And here we are full circle from a story from a couple hundred years ago on how it's all turned into the world that we know today. Uh, Hank the Hacker is here. There's been lots going on internationally with everything um, in Israel, everything in Ukraine. Uh, we'll try to get to that next week. If you have any questions for Hank, shiftheads.ca on the Facebook group. You can tag him. He's on there, and we will get those questions in front of him. That's the best way, unless you want to send an email, which you can also send from shiftheads.ca and reach out to us here as well. Hank the Hacker, thank you for being here, bro. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. 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 Are you okay with? Remember that time a few years ago where I got your dad to come on and talk about the day you were conceived? Yeah, I remember. Yep. How's the therapy going? I'd love to. Well, unfortunately, um, I can't forget. Yeah. yeah, I can't store that that memory on a data bank. That'd be nice, wouldn't uh, it? That was so good. You ever want to see your friend's face get really wrinkly and squished? That's the story. Get someone's parents to talk about the date they were conceived. Anyway, are you okay with hat tricks? How about uh, people getting them? Yeah, uh, my uh, my little cousin. He scored his second hat trick of the year Very nice. uh, in his little minor league hockey, and he did it on his birthday, nonetheless. Oh, you Very better. good. You going to yeah, get a hat trick yeah. then today? You're a slacker. I, uh, I got a, a really good kill streak in Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, That's my best yet. Thing. One yeah. is actually yeah. a sport, but yes, same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, yeah, that, that's about it. That's about okay. it. Okay. Um, as a guy who grew up most of my time in Alberta, some of my younger days in BC, I feel like I can say this. I lived in Fort McMurray and it was, we were closest to Edmonton. So we spent a lot of time to Edmonton. Edmonton was the city we went to. Right. I feel like this story happened not in Edmonton, but should have happened in Edmonton. But there's a couple of reasons why it didn't. We'll get to that in a second. When a hockey fans, when a hockey player scores three goals, it's customary for fans to throw their hats on the ice in celebration, which seems like an expensive endeavor when the person who scored the three goals probably makes millions of dollars a year. And you and I on a salary or wages probably spent 50 bucks on a hat. So that seems weird that we throw hats at a rich person for them doing their job. But hey, imagine if somebody threw hats at you when you do your job. That'd be cool. Austin Matthews, the Toronto Maple Leafs, were hosting the Buffalo Sabres at Scotiabank Arena on Saturday night. And Matthews, amazing goal scorer, by the way, following in the, um, in the footsteps of David Beckham, I think, and what he's trying to do, which is cool. Um, he netted a hat trick, three goals. And while some hats did fly on the ice, so did some other things. One female fan sent her bra over the glass onto the ice. The ice crew, who had to pick up the bra and take it off the ice, did not look very pleased about it. Uh, the Leafs did lose, also, by the way. Now, if you thought the hat was expensive, I'm assuming the bra was more expensive. Way more. Way more. But somehow, I think that's pretty funny. 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's very Toronto. I love it. I, I, I can see that happening as somebody who grew up around Toronto. I can see that happening there. hundred percent. I just, uh, I'm wondering if it hit anybody's on the head before it made its way down to the stadium ice mm-hmm. because usually on a hat trick when you throw the hat it doesn't immediately land on the ice it's yeah. got to get passed get down a little bit a couple times yeah yeah relayed so i'm wondering if anybody relayed the bra or if it just straight shot well elastics they're amazing mm, these days that's true you could slingshot it Ooh, mm. you could make a hat launcher out of a bra it's <laughs> not where i was thinking this was going to go now edmonton i feel like this would happen in edmonton i feel like this has happened yes. in edmonton this feels like a very edmonton thing to do it and does. Although uh, I'm not saying that because it's been a tough go for the Oilers. Not a lot of hat tricks being scored. So I don't mean it that way. I know I'm going to get an email. Well, the Calgary Flames. Okay, you're right. (laughs) The Battle of Alberta is a race to the bottom this year. Let's admit it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like like throwing... The only other place that I can imagine bras being thrown on the ice more would be if there was a hockey team in Saskatoon or something. You know? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> prove me wrong prove me wrong <laughs> i think there should be more of this by the way people should throw shoes just throw stuff well, on the ice uh in uh, what is it uh, detroit they will throw an octopus mm-hmm. uh florida they throw the rats it's mm-hmm. not an actual rat and um S- i think there's something swim. weird in nashville oh okay a catfish in nashville catfish. yeah yep I, I mean and i mean if there's no hat tricks and stuff i mean that gets weird smelly fish oh i left the fish in the car Anyway. Yeah, how do you get that in? Are you okay with... Yeah, when you walk through the little metal detectors? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with Christmas music? Oh, you don't mm. want to know what I did today. Uh, what'd you do today? Uh, I turned on some Christmas music, and okay. I uh, did a, a very wonderful, medium-rare, perfectly cooked uh, roast on the rotisserie air fryer. And um, and uh, set up the Christmas tree. That's uh, for me. I am not feeling very festive this year, just ahead of the holidays. And I think it might switch gears later. And when it does, I will turn to Christmas music to help get me in the mood. I'm not nice. ready to mm. be in the mood yet, but I have a list. I have a list of five Christmas songs that anytime I hear them, even if I'm in a horrible mood, it usually can do a little bit of the spark, or should I say, like more of like a twinkle, like a, mm, you know, something like that. Like a shining that star gets the, in the sky. Yeah, a shining star. Yeah. I am the wise man, and I must follow my heart, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, you lost me there. Yeah, you did. Um, um, but yeah. I, I so, figure baby Jesus gets a tree. Uh, baby Ryan gets a tree for his birthday, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, the the music will come later. Not right now, but it'll get there. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's small doses, like baby steps here. Yes. But when we start the Christmas tree, it. we play Mariah Carey, and then and then everything goes from there. And we got started, and uh, the tree is up. Looks good. I'll send you pictures. I, I got to get a little more cleaning done before we send out pictures. Anyway, there's a scandal brewing around the Christmas biggest song. Uh, nope, the biggest Christmas song ever. Again, it happened last year. Country singer Andy Stone filed a copyright lawsuit in California District Court Wednesday alleging Mariah Carey ripped off All I Want for Christmas is You with his band, uh, Vince Vance and the Valiants. Now, last year, there was a court case, and Stone withdrew it over the same songs in federal court in Louisiana. 
Now, the timing is impeccable because the song is happening, so people are going to talk about it, and this is what they're doing. The suit alleges that Carrie uh, copied the compositional structure of an extended comparison between a loved one and trappings of the season luxury further includes several of the plaintiff's lyrical phrases. So what Ryan did, uh, he went and got both songs, so you mm-hmm. can decide for yourself. So we want to know, 877-399-9898, copy or not a copy? Copy or not a copy? You ready? Yes. Mariah Carey. Okay, uh, Vince Vance, Vince Vance and his valiance and their their Christmas tune. play the Mariah one again. Yes, you know, I don't hear it. No, I hear this part. There. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get the lyrics are, are the same, but I don't get the composition part. I, I really don't. No. The composition is different. The tone of the songs are completely well, I can different. tell you why one was a hit and one wasn't, if you want to know. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, look, the other song, like, she's got a great voice. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not, it's oh, not bad yeah. or anything, but they're very different. And <laughs> She's got a great voice. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. But but seriously, they're different songs. Like, sure, the song's idea is like, you know, all I don't want toys. I don't want, the you know, any of that. I just it's want you. It's a Christmas you. love song. That's similar but also every love song is the same song just with different words (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just all kind of have the same feeling and how you change it and tweak it in little different ways you know that's how we make music and this is the same song this is the same case these are not all i want for christmas is you i think that's fine um that's nice they would have to prove that somehow it comes from there i don't think it happens the plaintiffs are asking for 20 million dollars in damages uh, the song's been out for thirty years. Yeah, and so they're just they're just kind of waiting now. And I I don't know. I'm, mind you, you know, Katy Perry lost that lawsuit over that the the Dark Horse song against that uh, Christian rapper, and uh, you know that was that was an interesting case. But that had more grounds than this one does. Well, and, Robin and, Black. I mean, there's been all kinds of ones that have been bits and pieces have been stolen, but you can hear it, and the words yes. are the same. Uh, no response from Mariah Carey yet because she's busy counting your money. Yeah. Also, um, that song has currently sitting at just under 1.5 billion with a B streams on, on Spotify. So it's kind of, remember that number, by the way, Yeah. how much, see what it is. One point it's right now it's 1.48 or 1 billion, 481 million. Nope. 
Lots of numbers, yep. Rye. You got it. You can do it. One. It's $1.4 billion right now. We're just going to settle it there. Let's see what it's at. Okay. $1.4 yeah. Remember yes. that number. It's a Christmas song that only plays for a portion of the year. $1.4 Remember that number because you're going to need it when we talk about the Beatles coming up. Are you okay with rats? Everybody hates a rat. Yeah. Hey? I've never, uh, Snitches I've never get stitches. Oh. rat in my life. Oh, different rat. Different rat. Yeah, sorry. No, those kinds of rats we ain't got mm. time for. I was looking but at the big... abandoned John Gotti mansion earlier today. Took oh. Took a tour, so I'm all, ah, rats. We got a rat. It's tunnel vision. You know what they do yeah. with the rats, yeah? They make them sleep with the fishes. <laughs> You're getting Send good the blocks that. to the feet with the trash bags of chains around them. He's in the you, uh, witness protection program. That's why we never hear from him anymore. <laughs> uh, there's a special breed of rat that only comes from one place on earth. They are big. They are bold. And they number in the millions. The New York City rat. I think they smoke cigarettes. Years ago, one rat went viral for dragging a slice of pizza down some stairs. And now we have a new viral rat. Introducing Donut Rat. Viral video showing the rat dragging a glazed donut along the subway tracks of a lower Manhattan station. And check it out, the rat even shares the treat with his friend. The user behind the viral post captioned the video by saying, you know, some men in this city need lessons in chivalry from Donut Rat. Two things. Somebody has too much time on their hands. Or if we could figure out a way for the rats in the city to pay taxes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now you're talking. Solve a lot of problems. <laughs> that's actually a great idea. Love it. That's, pretty, that's why I kept it in. <laughs> I Good love idea. the chivalry comment. That's pretty awesome. Right. ABC7, that's where that audio is from. 2023 study estimates there are approximately 3 million rats in New York, which is close to a third of New York's population of humans. That's a lot. It's um, a lot. Should we do, uh, let's stick to the, uh, yeah, we got to do a weird one. Well. A little short on time. Yeah, the, uh, the Wiggles. The which one? The, the Wiggles. The Wiggles one? Oh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, that was coincidence, by the way. I didn't read ahead. Are you yeah. okay <laughs> with um, the Wiggles? Yeah, there it is. I didn't read ahead, and this is apparently a thing. Okay. Wiggles are the best. They were so much fun to listen to when they you're a kid. They sang happy birthday to you. They will. They sang happy birthday to me personally. Thank you so much to the Wiggles. They're a great kids group. And watching people have mosh pits to the Wiggles music in their 20s is one of the great joys of my life. I do love it when they take heavy metal bands and they like take a Wiggles video mm -hmm. <laughs> and put yeah, the heavy metal music awesome. on it. Um, Wiggles are responsible for some of the most beloved catchy children's songs. And it's neat to see that the, the group, the individuals are starting to step out and do books and all kinds of things for kids, too. It's awesome. The yeah. band, they always smile, usually. The Wiggles say they're deeply disappointed that a Western Australia's largest regional city is using their music to drive homeless people away from a regularly used shelter and sleeping spot. This song in particular. Hot potato, hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato. Oh, that's going to be something Hot potato, head. hot potato. Mm -hmm. Uh, according to ABC News, Hot Potato is being played on a loop at an outdoor stadium uh, in what the local council concedes is a bid to discourage people from loitering and congregating at the site. Spokesman for the band said that this decision ran counter to their song's purpose and message. 
The Wiggles music is created to bring joy and happiness to children and families around the world, they said. We're deeply disappointed to hear that it's being used in another way. The song was switched off late Thursday. Local man Leslie Riley said he'd been staying at the shelter intermittently for weeks as he's been trying to get housing since his release from prison. He told ABC the song was on constantly and it drove him nuts. Do you remember when there was a place, I think it was down in Florida, that they did this too, right? Yeah, they did opera music at a 7-Eleven. They did that. And this. I, Since yep. we're putting earworms in your head, we might as well put this yeah. one in there too. We've done Mariah, The Wiggles, and this. This is know, not, right? not right. We've done something horribly wrong here. Uh, really not nice of you to do this. I can't believe you put this in. Daddy yes, shark. I like that daddy shark. That's the best part. <laughs> um, okay, text messages. Does the song sound like Mariah Carey? John, can you go back to the Mariah Carey for me really quick and just hit it quick? Right. And then hear the dance and the valiance quick. You can kill it. There you go. All right. Um, are they the same? Of similar songs, uh, London says a jury will need to compare the sheet music. Also, they're similar in the same way that Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer are similar. Another text says point. not a copy. Another text says some people. Another text <laughs> says not roasting nuts on an open fire. <laughs> this is the Shift Podcast. The millennial on the radio. It's Ryan O'Donnell. Ryan O'Donnell, premature birthday elation. Don't get too excited. Oh my goodness. I, yeah, it doesn't happen till technically eight o'clock in the morning. So there you mm. go. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we then. celebrate you. We should be celebrating your mother. <laughs> she did all the hard work. That's true. Right. That's very true. Mm. Yeah. Although. Yeah. I, I'm going to share right now some birthday wisdom because I'm going on a quest today. I am going to see how much free stuff I can get on my birthday. There are lots of restaurants and places that will give out, you know, birthday coupons or a free meal here and there. But usually, I mean, I'll just go to one of those things. But no, absolutely not. I'm going to try to get everything for free today. Here's how I'm planning on doing it. First up, Denny's. Denny's is probably the most famous example of free stuff on your birthday. You get a free Grand Slam on on your birthday. Just go in. You don't have to, you just show them ID. You don't need an account or anything with their app. You just go in and you get a free breakfast. Nice and easy. Denny's app? There's an app for everything, dude. There's got to be a Denny's app. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to laugh really hard if there's a Denny's app. Because if you don't have it, oh my God, the millennial doesn't have the app. I know. And, and well, I don't, I don't really need all the apps. Okay, App Store is open. Let's see, Denny's. This is very much millennial on the radio right now. Let's there see. is a Denny's food and drink app. Yep, there is. There's also an IHOP one. <laughs> oh, that seems unnecessary. Anyway. Plans yeah, have don't... changed for Ryan's Plans birthday now changed. because of the discover of the, this. Of the app. No, because Denny's isn't my only target. After that, I will be going to Starbucks. Now, Starbucks, you need the app. I have that app. I'll admit to that one. You get a free drink at Starbucks. Nice and easy. But then what if I get hungry at lunchtime? Well, thankfully, Harvey's also will give you a free burger in Frings, which is their fries and onion rings thing. 
uh, you do need to sign up for the birthday coupon, which I have done. And then there is a local pizza place in Calgary that also will give you a individual pizza for free on your birthday. So I'm going to try to see how much free stuff I can get. And then I will report back here tomorrow night and let you know how I did it, how much money I saved, and if I think it's worth all the effort to get as much free stuff as possible. Because everybody deserves free stuff on their birthday. Your mother deserves free stuff on your birthday. You do not. You did I'll nothing some but show up and cry. That's all you did. You got a smack on the ass and you cried loud. Yep. That's but that's it. That's it. That's all. That's my break. contribution to society. Yep. <laughs> now, if you're in the mood, look, I'm excited. You know, birthday fun. But this is not how I imagined I would start my birthday. This is not how I thought I would start my day. And while I might be frustrated about this, I think you might be happy to hear that. <laughs> Despite it being my birthday, I'm a little angry. I'm a little tilted. He's angry! This is the last stop! Ah, get off my lawn! Yep. Doesn't matter that it's my birthday. You gotta get off my lawn. I am fuming. Fuming. After I witnessed a video that made me so frustrated and so unbelievably disappointed to be a millennial that I had to share it with you, And to also make you understand that I'm not like all millennials, okay? I need you to be able to have this distinction. In today's Millennial on the Radio, I will tell you why bagels from California need to be stopped. That is what we're talking about. And I know this because of TikTok. I'm Ryan O'Donnell with today's... TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Breakdown. Let's do this. Okay, so bagels my favorite breakfast item. I would say bagels above toast almost every single time. Bagels are awesome as a sandwich, a good spread. You can get so many different nice flavors of them and different styles, you know, New York, and then there's the superior Montreal, of course. But have you ever wondered what a bagel from California might look like? Or more specifically, Los Angeles? They do it a little bit differently there. And I just learned about it. And I think it's blasphemous. It's called the scooped bagel. That's the how they do it there. Shane, would you like to know what a scooped bagel is? Uh, I'm assuming it's uh, vegan mm. and made without heat and uh, <laughs> only hydroelectricity. Yeah. And uh, no animals were harmed in, in the course of it. And there's a documentary on Netflix about it. I wish it was that. Honestly, that would be better than what it actually is. Because a scooped bagel is a bagel with it scooped out. It's just the hollow shell of a bagel with all of the bagel gone. All of it. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it sounds perfect for a millennial, I got to tell you. I know. And this is so frustrating. Okay, so why are we talking about this? It all started when this guy, his name is Taylor Offer, he shared a video of him. He was traveling to New York City, and he talked about how stressful it was. Oh, how stressful it is to order a bagel in New York compared to California. So this is the video, and um, let me know if you feel the same frustration I do hearing his story. There's nothing more stressful than ordering a bagel in New York City. I just went to a bagel shop here. I'm from Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, if you order a bagel, you walk in, you say, hey, can I get a scoop gluten-free bagel? 
the person behind the bar is usually like, of course, we have these different options today for gluten-free. Of course I can do that for you. In New York, I just walked in and asked for a stupid gluten-free bagel. The guy just looks at me and goes, I'm not scooping your bagel, bro. It's like, dude, <laughs> that's how I want it. It's like, get I was like, all right, on to the next one, I guess. I Good. love that guy. Good. <laughs> I love the guy who, who spoke to you that way. And I forgot gluten-free when you asked about the California bagel. How could yeah, I forget that? I know. That was ingredient. irresponsible. I know. Um, and I, I would, Ryan, there's nothing more stressful, nothing, nothing. more stressful <laughs> than ordering a bagel. If that doesn't lead you down the path of, oh, my God, you're detached from reality, I don't know what does. Egg. Exactly. And here's the thing, right? Like if you want to, if you need a gluten, if you want a bagel, but you're celiac and you want a gluten-free bagel, that's one thing. Try a cucumber. But yeah, try cucumber. But if, you know, I, I'll never forget when I was working at a waffle house, uh, it, we had these delicious waffles and there was this girl that came in and she was celiac and she would actually bring us her own batter so we could make it for her. And we were like, sure, whatever, fine. And it would like made her day that she could kind of have the waffle because it was gluten free. Accommodating for that, I completely understand. But it's the scooped part. Because again, if you're scooping a bagel out, then it's just the shell of a bagel. It's just the crust. That's like eating toast without the toast and just eating the crust. People cut the crust off of toast, they don't only eat the crust. Do you see what I'm getting at here? It makes no sense whatsoever. It's so unnecessary. And the other argument I've seen for the scooped bagel is that it's a healthier option because more of the carbs have been taken out. Here's a suggestion. If you're trying to be healthy, don't eat bagels. They're not for <laughs> getting healthy. They're for enjoying. They're delicious. If you want a healthy breakfast, have some guac. <laughs> have an avocado on a slice of toast. Or take the toast out and just have an avocado and an egg. See what I'm getting at here? The bagel is unnecessary. But but thankfully, I have some good news because that video was so frustrating, not just for me, but also for other millennials, that they have started to parody that original video. So this is not somebody with the same order. This is a girl. Her name is Carolyn Wabinitz. And she's making fun of Taylor's original video. Nothing more stressful than ordering a bagel in New York City. I'm from LA and I go into this bagel shop and I'm like, hey, can I get my bagel pre-chewed and juiced into a smoothie with a biodegradable straw? And he was like, no, we don't do that here. And I was like, okay, well, can I at least get it juiced in an IV bag to go and like some collagen? And he's like, get out of here with this. I'm like, but that's the way I want my bagel. It. It's not far off. It's not far off from what the other guy ordered. A hundred percent. It's not far off at all. I think that's really awesome. Frankly, yeah. I think that that's a great way to uh, to tell the story. I mean, although this small breakdown, um, adding avocado toast does not help you with your gluten problem. Just saying. I know that's why I said you can take the toast away and and just have avocado oh, and an egg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still. Yeah. Uh, you got a little millennial on that part. You you reverted. You regressed on the yeah. avocado toast. Look, part. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny adding avocado to your breakfast is an absolute game changer. I will live by this. Okay, like this discovery by the, this obsession. No, trust me. I made egg salad sandwiches the other day. I made the funeral sandwich, as Shane's mom puts it. <laughs> um, 
I grew up with egg salad sandwiches being just the most like low bar. Yep, you got to have a sandwich. It kind of tastes, you know, whatever kind of thing. Oh, I did a really, really delicious recipe that was eggs just as is with uh, mayo. Hellman's the real one, not like the Miracle Whip. And then just sliced avocado, sliced tomato, garlic, and mixed all together on a nice, on the, some toast. It was delicious. It was fantastic. So, like, you can find ways to millennialize. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to copyright that word, millennialize, your breakfast. You can do it. We've got some good tricks. One of them that's not a good trick is the scooped bagel, which, again, <laughs> is a bagel without the bagel. Do not do that. Is this like an A&W burger, cheeseburger without the cheese or the bun that comes with lettuce and meat? No, this is like it's this is like when you get the Big Mac with no meat at McDonald's and it's just bread, lettuce and cheese. That's what a scooped bagel is like to me. And uh yeah, it's wrong. It's just wrong. And what do you it's do wrong. with the leftover bagel? It's wasteful too. It just uh, goes in the garbage or do you eat it on the side? Like it's so eat the bagel. Oh man. This might okay. be the fact that my dad's from Montreal and it's like bred in me to like absolutely live and die by a good bagel, but I am just fuming and I'm excited. No, I am grateful that later this evening when it's snack time, I will have a cinnamon raisin bagel. With the stuff still inside. I can't believe you would do such a thing. Um, <laughs> oh, I get it. Like, they keep the crust, but they scoop out the bagel? That yes, kind of thing? it's like if you took an ice cream scoop to oh, yeah, your like, bagel like and scooped scoop, out right? all the bread and just left the sides of the bagel. The, like the crust? Yes, the crust. <sighs> That's interesting. It makes me feel crusty. <laughs> it does. Although, if you toasted it just right, it probably tastes great. Um not a bad idea. I mean, the pretentiousness, not great. Not a bad idea. There's a text that says, Ryan, there's a website that gives you a list of free things on your birthday sex location. I do it every year, Randy in Vancouver. I don't know um, what the sex and location part is about. Or, oh, yeah, I don't need to know that wanna, part, but you might yeah, want to find out. a website that gave me some tips. Thanks, Randy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, free stuff. Uh, you might mm -hmm. want to try the private browser when you go for that one and not on the work computer. But also, happy birthday. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.